there are three pieces on the program. Uh, two by me, a piece for solo violin and orchestra called Tremorai, which I wrote in 2011 uh, and revised for this concert. Um, and then there's also uh, a new piece that I've written, which is uh, written specifically for the orchestra, for RTE, uh, called Sarcasms. And um, then the third piece is a piece by a London-based composer called Joseph Davis, um, the piece is called Byzantium, which was named after uh, Yeats's late poem and um, was originally written for BBC Now. So there, that's the background to the sort of three pieces on the programme. The sarcasms um, started off with a fairly abstract idea and um, appreciation for the music of Prokofiev, where the title comes from. Uh, and also Shostakovich, and it's not really that it's it it's it's nothing that it sounds like Prokofiev Shostakovich. It's it's stylistically in any way related to it, um. Although maybe someone will hear it, I don't know, um. But more this sort of idea, and I kind of discovered this word, uh, in the early parts of writing the piece, called Eurodovy, which is a Russian literary term, is often being used uh, with respect to Shostakovich and Prokofiev as well as um, Gogol and Dostoevsky. And I think it originally originated as a term used uh, in description of certain Russian Orthodox saints, meaning I think it literally translates as holy fool. Um, and like vis-a-vis Shostakovich Prokofiev, it describes a type of music that on the surface appears to say one thing on, 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 a, on another level would say something else. I think anyone who's sort of familiar with the history of Soviet uh, Russian music will will sort of understand um, the history behind that idea with relation to those two composers. I was kind of interested in this double expressiveness, where the music could, on one hand, sort of seem to speak in one way, and in another way, it could seem to speak. Well, in another way. Mm. So yeah, the piece, the the four. The four uh, pieces in in the collection two of them have subtitles one's a romance and the other is a humoresque which are sort of deliberately kind of 19th century titles and partly ironic um but you know the romance for example is is has this really intense big lyrical tune uh, against a kind of constantly um you know every downbeat is hammered uh, an accentuated motoric kind of propulsive and aggressive uh, kind of moto perpetuo thing and then the humoresque sort of flits between uh, fairly um, sort of light-hearted material that sort of transgresses its own sort of boundaries and, and runs into something a lot more ugly and aggressive um, and then the other two pieces one is is basically uh, to upend everything else it's a complete turnaround of that sort of Motoric aggressive thing where where nothing is accented and the beat is never really um, you, felt uh, and everything sort of seems to float in a dislocated kind of um, ambient way and then the final piece sort of picks up on more material from what the humoresque was but um, it it does it in a very kind of odd sort of form which is uh, loosely based on these sort of fractal ideas that. Um, I kind of picked up on through a writer I really like, so um, called Dave Foster Wallace, who used to, who talked about fractal. Um, he used sort of fractal structures in in some of his works.
What I love about the orchestra, and I think it it is as like what makes it so unique and s- such a s- sort of singular thing, and of kind of human creation, if I can be that grandiose, is that there is no. There, I can't really literally think of any any other human activity where you have so many people coordinated to such a like a precise and you know in the moment sort of uh, exact way um and on top of that sort of physical and um you know intellectual thing there comes you know well something you know deeper basically that there's um you know th- that's kind of amazing like i think you know i remember my mother saying to me when the chinese the opening ceremony of the chinese olympics was on i was like oh my god isn't that amazing that so many people can can do that and, and I sort of said like saying you know that's like, like that kind of level of coordination is just pedestrian to, a, to an orchestra they kind of do that when they're sort of you know in need of coffee on a Monday morning you know they can sort of and, and I think as a social act that's that's like you kind of have to sort of stand back and just every once in a while kind of appreciate how amazing that is and that's true you know whether you're doing the sort of sort of ligety style kind of uh every instrument has a different line and everything's incredibly precise. As much as it's true as, you know, sort of the Tchaikovsky, uh, you know, unison melody that you hear, you know, uh, where everyone's playing the same thing, that they're all, there's a sort of uh, coming together of minds and, and and you know, I think that's like, that's 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 what I'd sort of love about the orchestra. Uh, so like in, in the pieces that you'll hear uh, on Tuesday, there's a whole load of different, ways of sort of dealing with with that sort of social aspect i have um there are moments where everyone is doing individual things and it's broken up into smaller chamber groups and um you know there's one long line that's shared between pocketed different groups in the orchestra and then there's like moments where you have one big just unison uh uh tune basically so i mean i mean there's nothing like an orchestra for the the kind of you know the possible hu- human interactions that you can have and, and and the amount of sort of also you know the obvious brilliant thing about the orchestra is that it's basically just a sound machine that you can get so many different sounds out of out of out of an orchestra and yeah i'm 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 obviously interested in that as well and trying to create new combinations and, and new sonorities and <laughs>